Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the Musician's Journey podcast. This is the first episode with a topic which might not appeal to all of you, but I hope it speaks to some of you. Menstruation is not a topic that often comes up in conversation, so I felt like compensating by making an episode about it, since it's a nearly invisible happening that occurs in women every single month, even in musicians. I came across the latest single called Six Days by the Stockholm-based group Goodnight Greatness and I asked the two women in the band if they wanted to talk with me about menstruation. Uh, what role does chocolate have in your menstrual cycle? <laughs> <laughs> I tend to crave it, but <laughs> I usually go for these uh, minty kind of chocolates. I'm crazy about those. <laughs> Hannah and um, I play uh, the guitar, electric guitar, and I sing backup vocals uh, for Goodnight Greatness. And 
Astrid, you want to see what you're doing? Yeah, my name is Astrid <laughs> and I am the lead vocalist of Goodnight Greatness. I, I don't unfortunately know any instruments yet, so that's what I'm sticking to right now. <laughs> We're working on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so you guys recently released a single called Six Days. Yeah. Uh, with an uh, with an artwork cover showing uh, Hannah's hand overflowing with menstrual blood. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe it wasn't real menstrual blood. What did you use? <laughs> no, oh, it, yeah. was me. it was it's me. real. <laughs> 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 yes. No, we we tried to um, mix red and black to sort of get um, similar color. We wanted it to be, you know visually beautiful and not too gory so when you want to photo blood it, it seems like it always tend to get very gory so we wanted to avoid that by just having it flow you know slowly to get the, the good mix yeah yeah <laughs> it looks beautiful it looks like something from a vampire movie or something like that yeah it's a bit like twilight <laughs> yeah. it's a bit like that yes <laughs> Uh, and in the lyrics of the song we hear among other things uh, my space this agony is killing me now feel my rage uh, no serotonin uh, was this written on someone's period yes <laughs> <It was. laughs> shocker right <laughs> yeah so so it's supposed to be a little bit sarcastic to find a bit of fun in it but then also you know we don't want to we want don't want it to be obvious that it is about uh, somebody's period so at first you sort of think that this is a story about a totally crazy person that has these uh, really mood swinging kind of thing going on but but then once you know what the lyrics is about you realize that this is just your everyday person once a month yeah exactly <laughs> And the song starts rather easygoing before it suddenly shifts into hard rock, which I find really fitting. It's like when I've planned for another productive, high-spirited day, and then because of pain and hormones or whatever, the day turns out very differently. Was this the idea? Exactly. So so uh, that's part of the, you know, the mood swing kind of, thing going on we wanted to show some kind of contrast between that so we can yeah so you can hear that in the whole song sort of so i'll give some context the reason i wanted to make an episode about this topic is that menstruation is a rather invisible happening in settings of music making like i don't mean that i need a lot of attention directed at myself at band rehearsal i just want the <laughs> fact to be slightly more present in people's awareness similarly to how we understand that someone is have is behaving a little differently if they are going through a breakup or having a very stressful time at work or going through a period of depression, which are all things that mm. uh, most of us can relate to. And I wanted to make this episode to allow for more nuance 
in the way that women might be perceived by fellow musicians in work-related settings by showing some of the diversity in how we are affected by the menstrual cycle. Because uh, it could mean mood swings and it could mean a slower, heavier energy. It could mean being more present or feeling less stressed or none of these things. So how is your menstrual cycles affecting you as musicians? Good, good question. I have thought about that for a little bit before this interview. And, you know, I... I I never notice when I I'm on my period. So <laughs> until someone says to me like, "Are you maybe sad because you're on your period?" and, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Thank you for telling me." <laughs> so uh, I like I go on in life not knowing maybe uh, that uh, that my emotions are a cause of it. Mm. What about you, Hannah? I think. Um... I think that uh, I write the most and the best lyrics when I am upset or when I am angry or sad or like when I'm really emotional, that's when the best stuff comes out usually. So I think I'm not sure if that's the case, but I might be writing better songs on my period uh, <laughs> or that might be the case. <laughs> Um, or shortly after um, could also be the case it doesn't really have to be a bad thing it's a, actually sometimes a really good thing because when writing music uh, and being very emotional at the same time you really get to uh, get that the inner feelings out and you don't have to keep them in here anymore in your head yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like uh, usually I can get really lost in my head and thinking about things. And when I'm with the band as well, really thinking about uh, yeah, all kinds of creative things, ideas, how to solve issues. And then when I'm on my period, I'm just forced into my body and I have less energy for these thought-related issues I just want to play and go home that's what yeah. I want to do <laughs> yeah I, I think it's just different for everyone uh, I mean uh, of course it is uh, some some uh, have a much harder time and some doesn't notice it at all and I have had both both those times in my life where when I have uh, my period I like you like go into myself and I feel really sad and I don't want to do anything maybe or now in my life I never even notice this kind of <laughs> so I really had my ups and downs uh, with that yeah uh, I think there is uh, something seriously hardcore about <laughs> menstrual blood like many people find it disgusting but it's the only way that blood leaves the body in a non-violent way and it's packed with nutrients like the very best of goo that the body has to offer <laughs> to a fetus i think the genre that we are in as band musicians is quite suitable for this topic but there are many aspects of it 
Of course. On YouTube, there are also music videos lasting a long time with ambient sounds that are meant to relieve menstrual pain. Have you come across other songs that has to do with menstruation? I I've never heard one actually. No, I don't think so either. Not not that I have thought about at least. No, and I think generally it's really something that we tend to not talk about very much. Uh, I mean, at like at least uh, when you're in school and when you're a kid. I mean, when you get first get your period, it's really um, loaded in a way. So. It's um, something that we tend to not talk about that much. Mm. Uh, so I guess that's probably not the hottest topic to write songs about. But um, I feel like it's something we really should talk about more. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, society has, yeah, like society brought us up thinking it was gross and it was weird and it was mm. like something you don't discuss. It's private, you know, but at, at the same time, like, half of the population is going through it. So <laughs> you should talk about it so much more than we do. Mm. Yeah, because it, it doesn't have to affect us in a bad way. It can also make me feel more present or grounded a little slower in a kind of a healthy way. It's like my body is just forcing me to slow down whatever I'm doing mm. but yeah I I did a little bit of research and I found an article on Pitchfork where they list several songs to do with menstruation or the uh-huh. cycle PMS and stuff uh, so here is a list of songs that can widen one's perspective so there is PMS Blues by Dolly Parton Um, Uh She sings, uh, can't stop crying, dishes flying. (laughs) Uh, There is the song, uh, My Red Self by Heavens to Betsy, where they sing, what is the color of shame? Is it blood red? And there is Crimson Wave uh, by Taco Cat, which is an upbeat one where they go to the beach to surf on their crimson wave. It's a fun music video, actually. <laughs> and there is Mary J. Blige. Uh, she has a song called PMS. And she sings, I don't want to hear your problems because I'm having some of my own. I know it's not your fault that I'm feeling down. I just want to be left alone. Mm. that's really nice it's really nice yeah and they mention um, feedback by Janet Jackson where um, Mencius is described as power and she sings my swag is serious something heavy like a first day period (laughs) 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 and also uh, Annie DeFranco has a song called blood in the boardroom Uh, which is another uh, positive one. I recommend uh, listening to it. She goes, uh, it ain't no hassle. No, it ain't no mess. Right now, it's the only power that I possess. These businessmen got the money. They got the instruments of death. But I can make life. I can make breath. That's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty nice. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what did the guys in your band think about working on a song about menstruation? Well, 
uh, I, I wrote the, the lyrics at home, actually. And uh, when I first presented the idea, I, I didn't tell everyone what it was about. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was a little bit nervous, actually, <laughs> about saying that. Um, so I thought, well, if they want to know, they're going to ask. And they did. <laughs> yeah. so, so when they did, and, and I explained, well, it's about a period. And yeah. So everyone read the lyrics again, and we went through it all together. And they're like, this is perfect. This is so good. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, they, they, the guys really liked it as well. Yeah. They thought it was a great idea. Yeah, I, I remember when you showed it to us the first time. And I didn't really know what it was about. But then you told us. And I was like, damn. <laughs> I mean, everything was so perfect. Everything made sense. And it was like, just, of course, it's so good. I mean, everything goes together now. Because when you don't know what it's about, yeah, it could be about any anything, really. But it was so... What do you say? On point <laughs> with what the with with the theme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then what happens when you present the lyrics? How does how does it become a song? Um, actually, uh, this one I wrote the guitars and everything for at home. So I sort of had a almost finished song, but then we usually write a lot together, uh, the whole band. So we we write. Um, either by sending tracks to each other or we compose together in um, where we rehearse. Uh, but this one song uh, I wrote at home and then I brought it into the rehearsal place and we made it Goodnight Greatness there, <laughs> so yeah. to say. I mean, we write uh, different all the time. Uh, everyone has their own idea and bring bring to us and show us and... Then maybe me and Hannah writes the lyrics for that instrumental version, and but also the guys have also written lyrics of their own. So it all depends. Like maybe a few of us work more on one song, and the others work more on another song. But we always like share ideas with each other, and then we have a lot of different songs that I mean that Hannah has focused more on. Or that Elias, he writes a lot of instrumental songs that, that we later on do the melody and the lyrics for. Yeah. So, yeah. But I think the main really important ingredient for us is that we want everyone to be important, sort of. I mean, we want everybody to feel like they are doing something for the project. Uh, and uh, we always try to... Uh, if if there's somebody not taking that much space at at the current time, we try to give them some, mm. um, in, whether it's writing or if it's recording or, you know, uh, the whole process is really a, a team project. So we want everybody to feel involved. Yeah. Mm. What's the story of Goodnight Greatness? Well, uh -huh. we, yeah, I can tell you about how it all started. Um, we started out as total strangers actually nobody knew each other at all from the beginning so we were all five strangers looking for a band basically and we all have a really very different experience in, in music uh, generally 
and Astrid had made this, um, what is it called? Ad, I guess. <laughs> Ad? Yeah. Ad. Well, she made a post at Bandfinder, uh, the website that has been broken for, I don't know, 15 years. <laughs> but it's <laughs> still use it. She, she made um, sort of like an application saying, hi, I'm looking for bandmates. Uh, I want to create a project where we can have fun and write together. We can um, uh, make music and have fun, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and we all uh, came to test rehearse. And then we just started out from there deciding together what kind of music, music should we do, what genre. And uh, yeah, it all just came to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was really fun because when I made that ad, I, I come from less experience than Hannah and the bandmates. Um, so I was like that on like everyone that is writing to me now and wants to join the band, they can join the band. We can practice together. They don't have to be good. But then Hannah and Felix, they messaged me. Turned out they were awesome guitarists. <laughs> And I was really impressed. So everyone that wanted to to be in the band could be in the band. And it was really fun. And yeah, we have kind of tried out to play together in the beginning, doing some different covers of some different songs to just like try out what we like, what kind of music we like. And then after that, we just started writing. And yeah, I think we kind of like the same ideas when we write so it has never been uh, such an is- issue for us when we create and that's awesome yeah and now you're having a summer holiday or are you still working as a band remotely uh, well I'm I'm taking a holiday I guess because I uh, need to work on a house up here <laughs> so I'm taking a, a little bit of time off from re- rehearsal this summer but um yeah <laughs> that's my plan we're doing some band stuff though uh, during the summer yeah we're doing some some big bigger projects that we haven't done before so yeah. so it's gonna be fun and we're gonna be probably writing a lot but each on their own location mm. Mm. that's exciting yeah yeah absolutely and i mean with internet you can you can basically be anywhere writing with anyone so mm-hmm. we have this um, uh, google drive where we just put up all of our ideas and anyone can just go in there whenever they feel creative and uh, start writes or continue writing on something that somebody else has already begun writing yeah that's that's a really good way for us to to create together or write lyrics together me and hannah are usually the ones that are sitting with the Google Docs open and and uh, brainstorming, and it usually turns out very well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's exciting uh, to see what will come of your um, uh, projects this summer that you didn't want to say anything specific about, but you have something. Yeah, <laughs> something is coming up. What's the platform that you'd like people to use for listening to your music? Well, you can listen to us on Spotify or anything, really. Uh, I, I think we are all over the usual apps that you can use. And 
You can also follow us on Instagram, uh, where we try to stay uh, active, and Facebook. But I think the main main music platform for us would be Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for uh, contributing to this episode. Yeah, thank, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> really nice coming here. <laughs> I usually get up early every morning, eager to start a new day. I spend the first hour in the living room with yoga and meditation. I have a shower, eat breakfast, make a pot of tea and read a little before getting started on the things that are related to building a freelance musician career. My energy lasts throughout the whole day. I feel like cycling and walking, being active and productive. I want to see friends and make things happen. And during some days every month, This all changes a little, but enough to affect my state of mind, how my body feels, and what I have the energy for. This happens in varying degrees for so many of us, yet there is not a lot of talk about it outside of the dedicated platforms for such earth mother hippie stuff. I'm the only female in my band, and I notice that every time I'm menstruating, I really want to get things done as quickly as possible so that I can go home as quickly as possible. This has nothing to do with my band members, who I love to hang out with in general. It's just that my mind is not at all keen on socializing on those particular days. I'd rather clean my kitchen very slowly and thoroughly, or lie on the sofa and watch YouTube videos. A cancellation is always a relief. The effortless motivation I usually have for cello playing is much less present, and I can fight it by picking up the cello anyway, to feel like a professional who can rise above the temptation to do what feels right, or I can be present in the peculiar state of mind that I have to see what's actually there before my period is over once more and I'm back to my usual energy. The Norwegian artist Jenny Val has an album called Blood Bitch. Whenever I listen to this album, I feel like she was so present in her menstruating energy that she produced this whole album from it. I don't know how the album came about, but it's nevertheless inspiring to me and an example of making the most of all my energies. Playing the cello during my period feels different, though not in a predictable way. If I'm in pain, playing can make me feel sick and completely out of balance. But when I'm not in pain, I can at times tap into an intense presence, as if reality goes a little deeper than usual. It can be hard to produce a carefree atmosphere in a major key and much easier to connect to the countless shades of minor. The activities and goals that govern my days can suddenly lose some of the importance I usually impose on them and which I chase blindly without question. Who cares what I do for a living? Who cares about the intonation I can produce in a performance of a Bach suite? Who cares if I'm a mess today? Who cares if there is a new episode of this podcast next Thursday? Just stop and stand still for a moment. I'm a being in this world during my time of being self-conscious on a big rock that is orbiting a star. Maybe I'll just relax in that thought for some time tonight instead of cramming in a last hour of something potentially useful. I once attended a menstruation workshop in Amsterdam. 
we were given paper and pencils and we drew the things that we associated with the four phases of the menstrual cycle while the instructor was reading aloud the characteristics of those phases. The spring phase is the week after bleeding, when the energy is on its way up and there's a feeling of being a young girl again. I drew a cat. The summer phase is when ovulation takes place, the immune defense system is at its strongest and there is a feeling of being an adult woman, responsible and rational. The autumn phase is the practice more self-care week, or PMS for short, where there is more explosivity and vulnerability. A feeling of being a woman in her menopause, self-criticism can be more prevalent. And at the winter phase, the week of menstruation, I'm an old wise woman. I drew a sea turtle. Of course, this is a generalization. We're all different. But it has been good for me to have a framework like this to relate to and to let myself be a part of the world through the associations to the seasons, the stages of life and to other beings on this planet. Instead of feeling detached from the world with an angry uterus voluntarily home alone on the sofa. I don't have to be a heavy, bloated, lazy version of the perceived more attractive me. Just for some time I can be a sea turtle, a whale, a tree, the ocean. My musician's journey isn't completely separate from this cycle of hormonal changes. I have to go against what I want to do sometimes, to take a painkiller and deliver a good cello lesson, or contribute during band rehearsal. But when I have the time to go with how I'm feeling, I can feel grateful for this nudge to step back and to give myself a break from the otherwise linear direction of the days and weeks. Maybe it's totally okay to let go of the accelerator and hold to a stop and to welcome all the ways of experiencing existence. And thus I conclude this episode and I want to thank you for listening. Don't be afraid to reach out if you have any comments. You can find my email address in the show notes and on my website ringdelwesenberg.com For those of you who use Instagram, you can find this podcast there. And I also have a page on coffee, ko-fi.com slash the musician's journey podcast, where there are several different ways in which you can offer your support. I'd also be grateful if you'd want to share this podcast with someone you think could find some use in it. Or you can make a comment on Instagram and share what you found inspiring in a specific episode. In the next episode, I'll be talking to Aaron Dahl, who was stuck in Los Angeles this summer, but luckily found the time to talk with me about composing and improvisation. <laughs>